Hey guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. Just let me let me teach for just a second. I want to talk about I want to talk about kingdom culture. Just stay with me, Jamie, but you can stop playing for just a second if you don't mind. Kingdom culture. We, we, we've covered some of the attributes in the kingdom, but one of the main things I really want you to grab is you can't drag your culture into the kingdom and act like you have the right to change the culture of the kingdom. You can't drag offense all the way from your old culture into the new culture of the kingdom without it damning or building a blockade of the anointing in and over your life. You cannot do that. There is an element there where you've just got to decide, my culture didn't work. I need three people to say amen to that. you got to decide, come on, your, your cousin's culture didn't work. Your boy's culture, not, not your children, but like the boys you ran with, their culture didn't work. Come on, the, the group you used to run with that kept you in sin, that culture didn't work. So you can't drag that culture into the new kingdom, into the kingdom, into kingdom culture and act like it's not going to stop you from succeeding in life. You'll be offended about everything and anybody. You can't drag offense with you everywhere you go. Well, let me rephrase that. You can. You'll just live offended and everybody will be out to get you. Rest of your life, you'll be looking through the lens of everybody's out to get me and this is why everybody else is wrong and I'm right. Because you're dragging the world's culture around and acting like you can take it into the kingdom with you. Well, you can take it. It just limits how far you can go in the kingdom. Sooner or later, you just hit a blockade. And Jesus says, you can't go further than that. When Jesus walked around, he had hundreds of people that come hear him, come hear him teach. Thousands sometimes would be in places and he would not just teach them, but he would miraculously feed them. But he had about a dozen people that followed him around on a more regular basis. But one time he went and, and he did it. It's a part of the Bible called the Mount of Transfiguration. And the Bible says Jesus went up on a mountain and he was transfigured and he became like an eternal looking entity. And, and all kind of beautiful things were happening at the time, but he didn't go. He didn't take the 12 up there. He took Peter, James and John. In other words, he took the rock. Come on, somebody. He took John who loved him and he loved. And then he also took his blood with him. James. James is his half-brother. So the, what do you see with those three guys? I was talking to one of my dear friends, Pastor LaShawn Lambert, earlier this week. We were chatting about it. And it, we were talking about it. He said, he said, I tell you what's beautiful about that. He said he took one person with him that loved him. He took a family with him. With him and then he took somebody who would fight for him. You got to make sure that what you're dragging in the kingdom is not some stinking culture that comes from something else because you don't need that many people in the kingdom. You just need to find some people that'll love you, that'll fight for you, and that'll actually consider you family. Because if you get if you get in the kingdom, you can you can go listen. Judas was with Jesus up to the time he sold him. I can't believe Jesus let him go with him. The Bible says that if you rip out the tares before it's time, you'll pull all the wheat out. That's why he lets the wheat and the tares grow together. Because a lot of times when they're young, you can't tell who's who. 
You just know they're both growing. Matter of fact, the tares usually grow faster than the wheat. But you know they're both growing. And at the right time, you can sift them. But if you pull them out early, the wheat doesn't have a chance. So Jesus didn't know. Didn't Jesus was not unaware that Judas was going to betray him. He just knew if I tear him out now, it's going to uproot all this other stuff. You need Judas. You need Judas in your life. Because Judas verifies whether or not you love somebody. Can you love somebody that's going to sell you out one day? What if you knew they were going to sell you out? Jesus knew. And he still loved Judas. I'm talking about being a real Christian. I'm not talking about knick-knack, patty-whack, give-a-dog-a-bone Christian. I'm talking about Christianity. I'm talking about your flesh dying. Because you can't go dragging this other culture into the kingdom and act like, come on, little culture, you come over here. We're going to do all this other stuff. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh, God, my Father, here comes the offense I've been waiting on. I love you, Jesus, but I hate this person. Great is thy faithfulness. I'll keep my offense. You can't go dragging your offense attitude into the new kingdom and act like it's not going to affect you and your family. You'll wake up one day and everything you thought you had was gone. Because you're dragging this other culture around. Come on, little culture. Come on, little culture. Come on, little culture. I lived with my parents for six months recently. It was amazing. But it's been a long time since I've lived in a subdivision. I saw all these people walking dogs. Like every night, walking dogs. I'm like, don't they have a yard? Like, do they have to walk the dog all the time? And I found out most subdivisions don't have yards. So the dog's sitting there running around in a circle. You got a dog track in your backyard. So if you don't want a dog track in your backyard, you're going to take a dog for a walk. But I've never lived in a subdivision before, a very long time anyway. And I noticed everybody wasn't just walking with a dog in a leash. Everybody was carrying a little plastic bag. I'm like, where are they going? <laughs> Did everybody go to the convenience store? I mean, what, is there a convenience store that I'm not aware of? Everybody's going to. And everybody's like, man, all the bags look the same. They're green. And then I looked. Half of them, they don't have anything yet. And the other half of them are tied up. And they got something heavy hanging in the middle of it. And I was like, what's everybody doing? And then I was sitting on the front porch of my parents' house one night. And this dog stops in the middle of their yard and starts to do his business. And I'm like, are they just going to watch their dog do that in my parents' yard? So I'm now in the valley of decision. I'm betwixt, if it were. Should I go stop the dog mid-business, which would be awkward? I don't want to harm the dog. He was, you know, the the people walking him said he was a good boy. So the dog's bowed up doing his thing. I'm sitting there going, we play catch in the yard. That's what I'm thinking. We play catch in the yard. Like, that's where I stand. I don't want to be standing by your dogs. Now, we have three dogs. So I realize dogs come with stuff. But I don't want to step in your dog stuff. I want to st- if I'm going to step in it, at least I want to be my dog. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm sitting there. I'm about to go get my dad. I'm like, dad, do you want to handle this or do you want me to handle this? 
You see what's going on here. Dog finishes up. Tries to cover it up. I said that was insufficient. Still there. All of a sudden I look and the lady takes the bag and puts it over her hand like a glove. And I thought, no, she's not. Now I want her to, but I'm sitting there thinking like she's going to, she's going to know if it's warm or not. Sure enough, she walks over, reaches down, picks up not once, not twice, goes to the ground three times to make sure. And the only way I'm assuming she can go back to the ground to pick up the next piece is she's probably got to squeeze it a little bit. So now I'm appreciative but sick to my stomach. She takes the sleeve, garbage bag, green thing, brings it back around, does this twist that verified that was not the first time she'd done that. Ties it up and says, have a good night. And I was just like. What I'm saying is you go walking your little offense around. <laughs> Come on, little offense. Come on, little offense. It's going to be leaving its business in everybody else's lawn while you're walking it. Because you drug the world's culture into the kingdom. You can't live in the kingdom and live offended and it not affect you. You'll start blaming everybody around you. Then you'll start looking for people who will agree with you. There, I, all right, so I leave the house. I get up about 6 o'clock in the morning usually. Usually I go to the gym, clearly. I go to the gym. Sometimes I go in the gym. Sometimes I just drive by. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There's the gym. You have a problem with the gym I go to? It's right next to Starbucks. And you can get there. And if you drive by and you have the right hint of whatever they're brewing, sometimes you can just, your, my vehicle will involuntarily pull in. But here's the deal. I'll, I'll drive out and there's this, there, when I was living with my parents, there was a, a group of three uh, elderly ladies, and all three of them had the same kind of dog. It's like a Maltese, I think. White is a, is a Maltese white? Yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> I think they were Maltese. We'll call them Maltese. They're cute as a button, but all three of the ladies each have these dogs like they almost all match. And I'll bet you if one of them had a Rottweiler, she wouldn't have been invited to go on the Maltese walk. <laughs> because if you look hard enough, you can find somebody's got your problem. Come on, offense. Come on, offense. And somebody walks by and goes, hey, is that offense? Yeah, it's offense. It's cute as it can be. And I tell you what, he's a rescue. Before you know it, now you got your little offense group, your offense club. Take some time to build it, but you can get there. And before you know it, you're walking around 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I'll tell you what, these little offenses are pretty good, huh? Yeah, they're doing pretty good. And before you know it, you have a minefield in your wake because you took something that lives in the kingdom and tried to bring it, excuse me, something that lives in the world 
and tried to bring it into the kingdom. So if you're going to live with kingdom culture, you're going to have to make some shifts. We've talked about several of them. One of the primary ones is you have to love. And love happens first, not second. Then you have to change how you talk. Kingdom people have a different dialect. We don't walk around talking and sounding like the world. We don't even use the terminology that the world uses half the time. Because we change how we talk because we want to change what we see. Because the Bible says you will have what you say. So you should say what you want to see. Then we change how we think. We cast down vain imaginations and anything that's contrary or that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. We, we, we violently arrest our thoughts that are contrary to the knowledge of God. Love your neighbor as yourself. If it doesn't line up with that, throw it down. God's going to provide according to his riches and glory. If it doesn't line up with that, throw it down. So now you're changing how you think. But another element in this kingdom is you've got to commit that offense is not for you. Offense and living in offense is like, it's like, it's like drinking poison and thinking it's going to hurt somebody else. You'll just wake up trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And the reality is, is you've been stuck dragging this thing around that doesn't live in the kingdom. And you took something there. It, it's, it's an absolute derailer of your, it's a derailer of your destiny. And so many people get into it and they, they don't recognize when they're in it. Then they get out of it and they realize there'll be a season of their life that they were completely derailed and they didn't even know it. So you have to let go of all these pets that are contrary to the things of God so you can have both hands to lay hold of the altar. Because if you don't, Somebody you love and care about is going to get hurt in the process. And then you're going to wake up. And you're going to say, well, I cleaned it up. It's one thing to say you cleaned it up. It's another thing to say I didn't let it do it in your yard. Because you can clean up all you want. I still don't want to eat the blade of grass it sat on. Can I say it differently? Even if you try to clean it up, there's still a remnant. So you can't just go doing... And then just constantly be like, well, I cleaned it up. Well, I cleaned it up. Well, I cleaned it up. Kingdom doesn't work that way. Kingdom's not going to work that way. So you got to let go of some stuff so you can actually be free over here. Help me out, Jamie. What I was going to preach tonight, I was going to preach about one of my favorite attributes. I think I'm going to do it Sunday, the Lord willing. I'm going to preach... On the fact that in this kingdom, we believe, I think I am going to do it Sunday. We have baptism Sunday yet. Probably do it Sunday. We believe, listen to this, in the supernatural. Come on, everybody just lift your hands like this and say this. Say, I believe in the supernatural. I believe miracles are for me, purchased by the blood of Jesus I believe signs and wonders are for me purchased by the blood 
of Jesus. I believe in the supernatural. I'm expecting a supernatural move in my house, in my family, in my church, in my life, in my health, in my finances. God can do what I cannot do. And I'm expecting him to do something supernaturally in my life. Now give God some praise like you believe. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.